Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, a gaming podcast where we battle our backlog, revealing what is worth your time, money, and energy. I'm Shelby Stokes, and here today with me, the sidekick, Casey Cool. Hello. Now, Casey writes this up every once in a while, and you put sidekick in there. I don't know how accurate that is. I feel like we're more of a duo, right? Right. Like, it's not a Batman-Robin situation it's more like a maybe deadpool wolverine deadpool ooh, deadpool and you kind of got the hair going for wolverine thank you yeah that's man. right i'm just not short i don't know how it would look in a yellow late or in an orange latex suit like deadpool I, oh, but it, deadpool had an orange latex that's red and black yeah oh red latex not orange what are you talking about? are you colorblind is this yeah. like the episode where we find maybe out we figured it out that's my superpower colorblind oh i don't <laughs> see colors Everything's opposite. I can't Rubik's fly cubes a plane. are my nemesis. Oh, no. <laughs> Stoplights are horror. Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. No, the, the superheroes have been good. You know, there's what if podcast is, or a show is still going on, but enjoying that. Have you? You even watched any of that? No, I haven't. I've had barely like time to fart and blink, man. Like, well, I, don't I mean, know. animated Marvel. I thought maybe they'd win you back with this. I, I like that. I am an animated guy. I just been watching animes. Like there's some animes on my list. I'm an anime okay. guy. Have you watched the ad for the new Star Wars anime? Yes. Yes. And I'm intrigued. It's like Star Wars anime, but it's seven different anime styles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That looks bonkers. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'll check it out. (laughs) No, I actually, and I've been wanting to read more because, you know, I collect those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Mm -hmm. And I have, like, I got this latest volume. Not the latest, but I got a volume recently. It was the one with Bebop and Rocksteady on it. And we talked about time travel on this podcast before and how we feel about time. Like time travel storytelling is either really good or it's really bad, right? There's no true in-between. And there's this whole story nexus where Bebop and Rocksteady keep altering timelines and running into themselves. And they make a whole universe of just Bebop and Rocksteady. They almost destroy the fabric of time because they're just like whatever you imagine from the 80s cartoon or the video games of Bebop and Rocksteady. The IDW version of them is amplified by 10, right? <laughs> they destroy whole buildings. They're just, they they kill people. They're vicious, right? They're just buffoons. And they're it's, just doing it up big. They do it up real big, but they're they're so stupid, right? <laughs> they're just so dumb, and they don't realize the ramifications of what they're doing because they just want to be in the best gang and be henchmen and be awesome in their own mind. And it's it's an interesting take, but they, I the Ninja Turtles do time, and again, I'm not just saying this as a fanboy, very well. In if you've seen the movies, you know the Ninja Turtles three movie with the scepter, and they go and become samurais. No, I, I don't know that one. You never seen the third Ninja Turtles movie? Is this the one where they go to ancient Japan? Oh yeah, uh huh, for sure. It, it's. They have the scepter, right? That looks like that. The thing. That has the spinny thing inside yeah. of it. So that's a p. That's a thing from the comics originally. That's like that's like a going item. It's very important to oh, TMNT really? lore. And as a kid, I never knew that. But now reading the comic, I it's 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 drawn in. I'm like, no way! I remember that <laughs> from the movie. But it's related to this whole other uh, giant storyline in the TMNT universe. Huh. And they're doing some wild stuff. They're they're about to have a crossover with the Power Rangers. Whoa. Yeah, there's some action figures with it where the Ninja Turtles are Power Rangers. 
Oh, dude, and... you gotta get you gotta get some action figures, man. Oh yes, yes. I know my son. He gets so many Pokemon action figures now. I'm holding up a little Squirtle on screen. I have a little Squirtle at my desk, and then this other guy that I love. If you can name this one, I'll be impressed. That is Mini Snorlax. It is. That is a baby Snorlax. It's called a Munchlax. It's what its <laughs> baby is. Is it um, really? Yeah, yeah. You can find them in trees in Pokemon Diamond and Platinum if you put honey on the trees, and sometimes they'll appear. That's how you, you find wow. it in the game. I love that. Oh my and then it God. turns to Snorlax, who's one of the best original Pokemon. Well, I mean, I know this may not be the time in our timeline here, but uh, speaking of swag, I went to PAX this weekend yeah. and spent all the money on stupid swag, which I love to death. So you got pins. You told me you had a pin problem. I did. I do have a pin problem. So do you know about the Disney pin thing? Have we talked about this? Yeah, I know that that's a thing that people collect. Are you a Disney pin person? I am a Disney pin person. Yes. I had a coworker that was really into Disney pins and he, I got the bug. I went down there. All the employees have pins. You can trade them one to one. Well, PAX has their own version of pin trading. And as soon as I figured out that they have pins that are subtle nods to in-game items from the games that you know and love. I immediately had to go spend all the dollars on oh, you bought them. Pins. Oh, so, yeah. So you recall when we went to PAX and I was mm-hmm. playing the Pokemon League people? You know, they were giving pins and badges for beating right. them, right? Right. No, these are like more of collector's pins. And oh. I saw a The PAX of... Pokemon League. Hold on. Do not offend the PAX <laughs> Pokemon League, sir. Those well, are you wouldn't want to trade away an actual badge for just like something that looked cool, right? No, you earn it via battle, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is standard Pokemon rules. Standard Pokemon rules. Yeah. I missed the handheld section of PAX this year. Um, yeah, so was it smaller? Do you, do you feel like there was less people this year? Talking about missing less, less people and less spectacle. So when I've been to PAX in the past, they've had huge displays of different characters, you know, sometimes big monsters. I remember the year I was there, they were promoting um, one of Evolve. the Monster Hunter games and Evolve. They yeah, all we they had big sculptures of both of those. They didn't have any of that this year. Um, also, the heavy hitters weren't really represented. Like there was no Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo um, present on the floor. So it really felt like the indie mega booth had taken over. Like it took over big sections of the convention center, which was cool to kind of go around. But also, we got to keep in mind it's COVID times, so depends on your comfort level i am not super comfortable like touching controllers or being that close to people this year so i didn't do a lot of playing with the games um me and the guy that i went with went and rented a board game dr z shout out to him we played a board game upstairs which was uh pretty fun we learned and played a board game while we were there and really enjoyed myself it was a good time nice yeah um, so yeah, got a couple of pins. I'm now in the pin thing. I got some dice, got some unicorn this, dice. This makes me the happiest to hear. <laughs> this makes you that. But it's conflicting because sometimes I'm like, I think he hates D&D and then sometimes I'm like, I think he gets it. I don't know. So what, what is your stance? What's my stance? Um, yeah. There was a lot of really cool dice and I wanted some dice. So now I have some dice. I am good to go. Do you want dice because you want to play Pokemon or not Pokemon? You want to play D&D again someday? I think somebody should just have some big boy dice on hand at all times. So now I'm set. I got it now. Um, uh, again, the mixed message here. I, yes. I, yes. Very and, much so. Would you play in person? 
would I play in person? Sure, I'd probably enjoy it more if I, I played it in person. I think you would. I think I would too. So I love the and D and D beyond like how accessible it makes it and how easy it is to find moves. Because mm-hmm. when you print it out, it's actually much harder, and you have to have a physical rule. But from the DM side, it's nice to have everything digital. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to flip through a book. Like I want to have click it. I want to have all my tabs because you know how my I work on a browser. I have about fifty tabs open at a time <laughs> on three different things. You know, so. Uh, but you got some dice, and you got unicorn dice. Was there any other kind of dice there? Oh, you can go hard on dice, which I didn't realize. Like they yeah. have, you can spend hundreds of dollars on dice is what I saw. Um, so at first I was like, oh, those are shiny. And I'm like, wait, $70 for those dice that I want? No, thanks. And my kids are super into unicorns right now, having mm-hmm. girls. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, these are purple sparkly dice. So I can say, hey, these are unicorn dice and they're going to love it. And sure enough, they were all over it. They go. They're cool. I like them yeah. a lot. And what, purple's secretly my favorite color. I know you've always like you say uh, fuchsia. fuchsia. No, no, fuchsia is the wrong way. Like lavender. Lavender. That's what I'm thinking lavender. of. Uh, lavender, like wisteria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the board game that we played was Life Siphon. I saw that. What um, was that about? Pretty cool board game. It's a game where you are. Uh, resurrecting wouldn't be the right word, but you are calling into play monsters that are then put onto the battlefield and you got to take them from the summoning zone over to the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And then they have mechanics that is really just life management, right? So you have to pay a certain amount of life to resurrect a person and then send them in. Um, Some characters, it'll actually cost you life points to move them. And then on each turn, you get more life. So really the only resource you're managing in this game is HP. But each one of the characters have, you know, special moves or certain attributes that are specific to that character. Um, I enjoyed it. The art style is real neat. And I think that I might like board games, but I'm afraid I'd have to dedicate an entire room to board games, which is intimidating. Yeah, I know. That's my fear, too. And then again, like I have to get people together and it's just hard enough Mm -hmm. to get people together to play D&D. Yeah, Um, we also played um, Magic the Gathering late into the night. We played a commander hand of Magic the Gathering that night. So did did they have decks for you to use there? No, Dr. Z actually had a couple at his place. So oh, and he gave when, you one? Yeah, so we enjoyed ourselves. We tried to catch a panel, couldn't get in because of the COVID restrictions. Ended up heading back and then played Magic late into the night. So so what, okay, good. at the so what color of Magic deck did you play? I played a fire slash gray. Was that Swamp, I think? Red? Okay, red. Uh, kind of interesting. Red fire, right? I don't know if it goes like... That's Pokemon. <laughs> oh. yeah, for me, I, It's like red, blue, green, black, white. It was red, gray. I didn't know gray was a thing. I thought it was or maybe gray. it's black. Is it black? Yeah, black. It could gray. be, yeah. Um, and I don't know. There was a lot going on. We were playing Commander's decks, but I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, some of the cards in those pre-built decks, there's a lot going on in terms of different mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know, if I go and play the tutorial on D&D Arena... Yes, which I love. And it's on, that's on iPhones now. Is it? Yeah, or on it's on it's on phone apps. Like I have it downloaded. Um, they just actually offered because of an issue with the app a free card that oh, cool. it, if you put in the code at, at Magic the Gathering, they're online and it's a, a very good card. I can't think of it right now. But so I just ahead. I just found out recently that one of our mutual acquaintances is like top 
10 in the world on magic. Yeah. And it's crazy to listen to him kind of wax about, about the game of magic. Was so he funny. with you guys? When were we talking to him no, about magic? No, we were talking about him when we were drinking. Oh, late man. Late night, drinking God. and playing magic. He's way cooler yeah. now that I know that. I wish I knew that about him years ago. I think I it's top like secret. His, his wife didn't even know until he moved like an entire room of cards into their place after oh, they got is married. Is this like his secret shame? This is, yes. yes <laughs> That's hilarious. You should just sure. own it. It's rad. For sure. Uh, oh, yeah, man. so PAX was a great time. You know what else they had at PAX? No. Video games. Oh, really? Okay. They did. They had <laughs> did video you play games. Any? I did not play any video games. Oh. Nope. Uh, what did I see? I saw that the new Tales of game had a pretty yeah, big Tales booth. Tales of Arise. People are very, very... That comes out uh, Good buzz. as recording of this, this, when this drops. Is that right? Yeah, it, it looked cool. It looked, it looked really, really neat. Cool. It looked a lot like one of those more modern JRPGs. So like your FF7 remake mm-hmm. or something in that vein. Which still like an anime vibe mm-hmm. to it, but very vibrant. Yeah, cool. very vibrant. I, I We sat there and watched it for quite a while. I, I really enjoyed it. So cool. yeah, have you been playing any video games outside of the packs? Oh man, my life's been crazy busy. And we're going to talk about that later on the podcast. But I've been watching my son. Mm-hmm play a game and we have a very proud moment my son beat his first pokemon game and became the champion of the pokemon league and pokemon on his own no help from dad just like a couple guidance things there built his whole team did it himself single tear shed for dad. i took a picture through that too he he yeah in 40 well. hours you know like i looked wow. at the play time i was like good for him um he's going through because i have all the um when i bought it i have the the expansion for the aisles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So right now he's trying to get the legendary dog. He's going to like to do the post game and then he's going to go do that. Uh, I took a picture of his team and I'll tell you who is on his team. And it was just interesting to see. So he chose the monkey, which I was surprised because that's what I chose. I thought he liked the other one. He kind of, he told me he wish he chose Sobble. He mm-hmm. has a uh, like buyer's remorse. Like you did when you pick <laughs> Sobble and you wanted Scorbunny. Uh, he used Corviknight. He used this, that pink bear beware. That's like, the Oh pink. yeah. Um, He's that. He used. Oh, what was the other one? Oh, Vicavolt. So he had because he was doing those raids. It's this electric bug, and I looked at it, and he's like, "I was like, oh my god, Asher!" And he's like, "What?" And I was like, "It's level ninety-two." And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Evolve it." He had something that was so overpowered, he was just crushing everything. <laughs> I, it was it floored me. And then he took a Mister Rhyme, which is the evolution of the Mister Mime, the Ice Psychic Mister Mime. The yeah. tap dances because he thought it was funny, and <laughs> and then he had the chant the the fire chandler chandler Pokemon. That's what's oh, chandler the fire okay. ghost. Yeah. So he had a well balanced team. Sometimes he'd have something on here and he'd ask me, I'd be like, "Well, you know, this is like his team." To be honest, in like a competitive play, would get wrecked by fire. Like this is me. I'm not gonna tell him that. I just like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, ah, this one's okay. I tried to be like, as hey, not hands on, and explain things to him. And uh, I explained to him, though, the big thing was not to use his Master Ball on something really small. Oh. Right? I showed him the memes of, like, kids using Master Balls on Rattata. And he's like, that's so bad. I go, I know. <laughs> so he's been saving it for the, the legendary dog on the cover. Oh, and there you go. That's what he's – he. we've been limiting his game time because he started up school. So your daughters aren't super into gaming yet, right? Are they? Do they get screen time? How do you? I manage think that? I think my first. Um, I, I think I finally have a game that they're interested in. Which one? 
uh, Psychonauts too. Oh, they like that. That's for cool. sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's vibrant, great colors. Um, the characters are pretty enjoyable. Cool. Um, so I think this is the first game that they actually plug into. Like normally, if I'm playing games and they come in, they're like, "Dad, I don't want to play games. Put on a show." But this right. one, they actually sat and watched me play. Right. for a hot minute so i i think i can actually get them into that i tried to when i played through marvel marvel heroes um they seemed somewhat interested but it wouldn't hold their attention yeah. this one does yeah so how's I, that for an answer so it, it they don't have ipads like they don't get ipad time we don't give them ipad time where they're playing any games oh, okay um it's they'll watch like shows on the ipad no i no kids Children's YouTube, YouTube for me. Okay. Um, you can watch Disney or Netflix. That's how it is. Yeah, I, ha- I put on kids YouTube. I don't have standard YouTube, so it's mm-hmm. very limited, and they don't see the random murder videos or whatever the thing was back in the day. I uh, know. So with Asher with school, the rule is he gets like a timer. We set a timer, and then like I've been learning like language. Like, okay, well your time is up today, but what do you want to play tomorrow? Like how to like talk to him about it so it's not all he wants to do and if it's the weekend if he's done a lot of like physical activity i'm like go for it like let's just relax play play until i tell you to stop or till i want to play yeah. that's the big issue is we need another switch because <laughs> i sometimes want to play when everyone's chilled i could be playing something but he uh it, the big thing is he has to read a book mm-hmm. out loud to us now that's kind of like okay he read did you do this did you do your other stuff and He's about to be really busy because he's starting football. And so, yeah. 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 But, so my little one's not reading yet. So I think once the, the little one is able to read, you know, we might try to plug in games here and there where, mm-hmm. you know, they're having to read the actual characters that are coming up on the screen. Dude, when he skips text in front of me, I go, what are you doing? No, <laughs> read that out loud to me right now. Like I use that as a opportunity to go and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, he knows he's not supposed to. And it's hard because he wants to, like, keep playing. He likes the gameplay. And the mm-hmm. reading's not, you know, when he's, like, in fourth grade, it'll be like, blah, 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 blah. it'll be easy peasy. But he, um, he there's sometimes there's some words that we got to work on together. And he's like, Dad, I just want to play. I'm like, I know, but you need to be smart. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. For so sure. Psychonauts 2, how, how far are you into that? Ooh, good question. Um, not very far. Not very far. I'm probably through the first couple of levels and I'm just jumping into the overworld, which is kind of neat. Yeah. It has a really good momentum to it. Um, cool. It moves quickly. It, it seems somewhat linear, but then opens up a little bit, but not too much. Like it's not an open world game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a very well assembled game. Um, I did not expect this game to be as enjoyable as it is. It's been getting a lot of buzz on some of the, from some of the other people I follow. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of surprised to see it come out to such celebration. Hopefully, uh, it can continue to rise and win people over. I really enjoyed the first one. And this one is a surprising venture back into the Psychonauts universe. So I'm liking it. You played the first one? I did. When did the first one come out? It was years ago, right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see if you I remember. Try to, think. Try to think. Oh, oh, eight? Oh, eight for the original Psychonauts. I think we were in college. Uh, you're very close. You're very close. Um, you are under. You're over. You're over. I was over. Yeah. I'll give you a guess. I feel like it was prior to us graduating. I would say it was like 0304 then. Oh, you're under now. Now I'm under, so I had eight and four. 
five, six. It was 2005. It was 2005. Okay. 2005. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So I, 16 years is a well, long time to mm-hmm. get a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of the reason I was expecting it to kind of be a clunker is anything that's been in development for that long normally yeah. is like, oh boy, what, like the last guardian. Remember the big furry oh, dog game? Yeah. That and has that... so much potential. That looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, all that said, I'm really enjoying the game. I'm going to keep on it. It seems like it's getting better in the early games. When I spoke about it last week, it seemed uh, like something I wasn't going to really buy into wholeheartedly as it's continued on i've continued to enjoy it more and more so nice. more to come on that i'm still picking at desperados 3 okay. that is a very involved game i'm not playing as much of it because you just need to sit down and take the time to do it it's hard probably with the little ones around too right because it is it, yeah when you play games that involve like critical thinking you can't it's it's i have to know i can have a clear hour it has to be like sleeping hours you know mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I can wake up at three in the morning, get an hour before I walk the dog, and I can go to bed extra early, or um, yeah. everyone needs to go to bed on Saturday night. That's exactly right. So I don't like want to dedicate a huge amount to brain space. Like I mentioned, like my last week was pretty crazy. So like Psychonauts 2, really good writing, really good story. Ugh, I don't really want to hop into that. Desperados okay. 3, I got to think. I just want something I can just turn on and play through. So I ended up downloading and playing Children of Morta. Yes, one of which my is one of games your favorite last games. Year. Yeah, I think yeah. it was game, your game of the year last year, wasn't it? It was number two. It, it was, was up number there. two. Yeah. yeah, Dragon Quest was my number one, but that was number two. I love that game. Last yeah, year. and I think the reason that I was attracted to it is because it's run based, right? So I can yeah. go in, do like a seven minute run, and then get out with no penalty. Yeah. And that is what I was looking for is just a quick hit, be able to hop in, hop out. And, you know, you could do that with Psychonauts too, but that game's going to be better experienced in longer doses. Yeah, you want to play long form. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of Children Morta? It's hard. Yeah. It's it, hard. It, initially. Um, initially. Yeah. And so I only have three characters unlocked. The dad, it, the son, sister. and the daughter. Yeah. So the sister, the archer. And then I just recently unlocked the kid with daggers. The son, the younger son. Yes. He's like the rogue character that is really good with knives, but he, he's fast. Yeah, and yeah. he's not, he's Kevin. frustrating me. Kevin. He can't take a hit to save his life. No, Kevin, you have to dodge with a lot. I think it's right. Kevin, Lydia, and John. Yeah, and I yeah. think his, so when you, whenever you unlock the characters, you get like base attacks, you get mm-hmm. base attacks, and very shortly after, you get, like, a secondary attack, which is more of a special on a cooldown. Yeah, you get two or three special attacks, yeah. But so you don't get the third special attack until well like into level the 10. leveling cycle. Yeah. Yeah, so... You don't need so, it for where you're at. Well, I don't know. I can't. I need to evade with that Kevin kid. Yes. And Constantly. right now, I run into, like, an ogre. I dodge out, and this, the hit still takes. And I've, I keep losing on him with, like, six-minute runs. But the thing that I've noticed about this game is you just keep playing it, and you'll eventually level yourself up to a point where you can go in and, and wipe. And sometimes it's about you get the random items, right? So you mm-hmm. get so the other thing for power ups, like you get an L and R button power up that is completely random. Like there's one where you can summon a pool of acid that a dragon comes mm-hmm. out of and hurts everybody, and those ogres get crushed, right? And you're like, oh great, I, I've got the items for a run. I'm making a run here. I'm gonna beat the boss, right? It depends yeah. on there. Um, I found John to be the easiest to level up first, and then you can kind of progress. 
and you unlock a little more things here and there but yeah so they do this interesting thing like where you hit certain level tiers like after your first four levels with any character you get an entire squad boost right yes. so once you hit level four everybody in the any all the characters get like more hp or more right. of this more of that which is There's... a cool mechanic Right, there's one of the options is you can choose in the buff wheel, like every character gets more HP, everybody's cack. Like there's one that's like there's a general wheel where you can invest money from the mm -hmm. game into overall ability, and then there's a talent tree and like everyone's passive everyone gets a different passive ability talent tree when you get them to that level that it helps everybody too. So they do cool they they encourage you to play the other characters by yeah. doing that. Yeah, because, you know, you get one of those buffs at level four and level eight. So I have, you know, every time I go in, I see which character is closest to that team buff. And then I try mm. to choose that character, which is what I was playing with that rogue in the beginning and kind of getting my butt handed to me. But I got to the point where I was like, this game is really hard. This is going to be my last run on this first level. And then I'm going to have to take a break. And then I ended up beating the boss on the right. first level. And then yes. I went back in. I was like, okay, yeah. sign me up. <laughs> That's the best. So it's a fun it was... couch co-op too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I saw that there was a, a co-op mode here. Yeah. They, they had a plan and I don't know what it's going on because of COVID and everything. They did a thing last fall for dogs and paws because of like a DLC, but they had like an endless mode plan to come mm. out at a certain point where you could just keep going. Um, I, I love that game so much. I just like the style. So, well, I know they've done a lot because when you launch the game, it says, you know, there's a whole nother mode that they shove inputs in your face mm -hmm. or updates about in your mm -hmm. face. And um, it sounds like that's outside of the campaign. So that's probably the mode you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. played it in a while. I kind of want to fire that back up. Like that sounds kind of fun to do. Yeah, and, and the story beats are, you know, I'm not really coming to it for the story because I want something quick hit that I can get in and out of. But the story is pretty good. You know, yeah. you get through a run and then inevitably something is happening back at the house. And it's like a 30 second, one minute mm -hmm. cutscene about something that's going on in the world. And then you basically drop in, upgrade, and then take another and, uh, dive into the dungeon. And that voice acting that does the narrator, the narrator, mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, narrate my life, dude. Yeah. Just tell me what I'm doing. I want to hear you. I want, that's the voice I want in my head when I'm thinking Can you about just things. follow me around? Yeah. So all that to say, I've been playing a lot of games, but I've been an inch deep and a mile wide this yeah. week. So hopefully I can um hop in some more but let's transition over to the news yes let's go to the nerd news network so this first one i posted a story because i think it's great modders be getting jobs and this is kind of the new trend be uh when we had sean on sean talked about it with uh the the whole group that made the the special mod for skyrim that made it a whole new game um i can't think of it hold on skyrim mod game i think it was eldrin yeah uh enderall enderall forgot stories right which is just like this huge mod the story and then they became their own studio so cd project red after a horrible horrible let off or takeoff not let off takeoff for cyberpunk has decided to start hiring modders that's who they're going to get that's who they've been getting for jobs and why i like this story is i think this is going to be a big trend in the future for how you get jobs in gaming. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there's a whole community of people out there that are doing this work for free mm -hmm. and a lot of them are passion projects. You know, I think that this is the right way to interact with the community because I was just reading the news today and there was another game that shut down a whole modding community. I think it was a RuneScape 
um, update. And they basically, a couple of days before launching that modded game, they pulled the plug on it. And you would think that if you would just embrace the modders, bring them on your team, put them on a project, it would go a lot further for the community. And you've already sourced the talent. Um, and I understand controlling vision is going to be the issue there, but for the most part, I love how CD Projekt Red has leaned into this. You know, I'm a big CD Projekt Red fan. Yeah. It's too bad that they had such a black eye on Cyberpunk 2077, another game that I have downloaded that I haven't played. But uh, As yeah, we do. I, yeah, I yeah, I want them to succeed, even though they released Cyberpunk 2077, and it was not anywhere near what they had promised yeah so. i just i think this is a smart move and it's how you build faith back in the community because those people that were modding listen to the community and know what people want and can kind of say like hey you guys need to pull your head out and we need to do things this way you know yeah yeah and yeah i think this is the way and this is a very grandiose statement but i really believe that this is part of the way that jobs and business will be done moving forward Right with remote work, with the ability to tap into these different um, skill sets, if you're able to pull this stuff off on your own, you can probably get a job for it somewhere. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's not really the gatekeeping that we've seen in generations past to the same extent that we have seen it historically. So that's good. I also shoved another news story yes. in here, mainly for you, Case. Uh, Stardew Valley Creator is hinting at a new game. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so yeah, there were rumbles about updates and then he came out and basically said, I don't even know at this point in regards to an update right now, I'm focusing on my next game. So we'll see. Which is great to hear that in the developer's name concerned ape and he is out of chuckle which I love, Chucklefish. They make a lot of great products. They made a Stardew Valley board game, too, you know. There was an announcement for that, which would be interesting, and I think it would get people in. I love relaxing games like Stardew, and Chucklefish has this other one coming out called uh, Witchbrook, which is it's Harry Potter. You're you're in witch, you're in wizard school, witch and wizard school, and you're just like going to classes, is my understanding. I, I hope that... Do I don't know what I want. Do I want another farm game? Because have you played Stardew? Well, I hate to break it to you, but it will not be a farm game. Because this quote goes on to say, it'll be a pixel yeah. art game, top-down perspective, similar to Stardew. Um, but it's also not a farmer farming game. And I'm paraphrasing what his tweet was yeah, there. So, no farming game. It. But do I love farming games? Sure. You know, I just played through Spirit Fair, which could arguably right. be considered a farming game. Well, there's this whole se sequence, too, where you're dungeon crawling in that game, where you have to explore caves, and you fight, and you mine in the caves, and you fight monsters in the caves. I, I'm curious if you would do something in space. I just want someone to do, like, a space farm game. I, let's see it. Do it, concerned ape. I can, I can see it. I can see. It. I mean, I love this. I love this art style that he yeah. goes with on Stardew. Um, so anything in that vein would be cool. Yeah. Top down perspective can mean a lot of different things. I will be a day one buy for me. I don't care what it is. I will buy it and play. I don't care it. What it is? Just give it, give to, it me. to me. Just give it to me. If I have time, and I think that moves us to our final segment when we're talking about time. Time, time, time. So this podcast has always been something that we have um focused on what is worth the listener's time what is worth our time you know we're working through a backlog and trying to figure out mm -hmm. the best way to work through the best games that are out there in regards to pricing and time commitment and um things are getting crazy we both have kids two young kids 
per family mm-hmm. and um, school starting up. It's four for you playing the home exactly. game. Exactly. <laughs> two times two is four. So we're going to go on a brief hiatus is what we're going to yeah. do. Uh, and we're going to recycle some of our older episodes, some of our bangers, if you will. Yeah. So feel free to listen to those or check us out here. We're going to take about four weeks, four or five weeks, and just kind of yeah. retool, get acclimated to the school year. And then we'll be back yeah. to continue to work through some of our backlogs. I've, yeah, I've taken on a lot of commitments. I called Shelby with like the way of the world. He's a good friend because he could tell and that I was having a hard day when I called him. Not because I was crying, um, because I wasn't, but I was just stressed. No, there was no tears. It was, it was there's no tears yeah. this time. There's been many times where I've talked to Shelby and there's been tears, not about the podcast, but in our lives. And I want this to still be fun and it's fun. I don't want to quit this because I just enjoy talking to one of my closest, dearest friends about video games every week. But I also want this to be enjoyable for us, and I like doing a good job, right? That's the other thing. I like to be proud of the work we're doing, and we've done a lot of really cool things. My my favorite compliment and also back it's backhanded way is when people say, you far exceeded any expectations <laughs> I had, and they go, thank you. Like, I don't know what to say when anybody says that. It's like, oh, you think very little. Cool. Good to know. But I, I want us to continue making a good product, but we don't like I, I'm not doing anybody justice when I say I, I'm doing a podcast about video games when I'm not playing video games right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that time in my life. I can't. I made a lot of commitments to the school district I work in and a lot of opportunities for me uh, that I need to take in my personal life, because as much as I would like to say underpowered keeps the lights on, it doesn't <laughs> for me. It's, it's a passion it, project. And always it is been. a passion project. And it's just funsies. And it's a lot of work on our end, and we have some other things we kind of want to do, and we might want to take the five weeks off to really think about what works best for us or and what works best for the show. And if people have any feedback they want to give us or direction that they like or things they like that we do, we're totally open to hear it because we're just taking these five weeks to come back with a vengeance and make a really good product for everybody that's listening and still enjoy it and still play video games and keep our wives and families happy. <laughs> and that is part of the process. You know, I think yes. I, I am married to a teacher. Casey is obviously a mm-hmm. teacher and um, it's been a interesting last, whatever you want to call it, 16 months when the in-person schooling went remote and we have been remote for a while. And now we are going back in person um, in the Washington state area. And there's a lot of stress that goes into that. And mm-hmm. is it going to be long-term stress? No, it's just going to be getting in a new routine. So we right. want to make sure that we can get a new routine in place without, um, putting everything into jeopardy. So we are going to take right. this time and try to get our house right, quote unquote, before we continue to move forward. So, you know, Casey and I both want to be involved in this continually like we want to keep this Mm -hmm. going and moving forward so this isn't a goodbye it's just we're going to take a break and it's going to be short term we'll be back before you know it yeah and if you follow us on socials and our discord we'll be recommending like shelby said great episodes that people need to hear and have maybe already heard or haven't heard and 
just reach out to us if you want some changes or what you like and what you don't like and keep following us on socials. We have some other stuff in the pipeline too for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to be it for this week. We're going to wrap it. Um, yep. You know, I, I don't know what you're going to play in the next five weeks while we are on hiatus. Bravely default too. And no. you know, <laughs> we say five weeks, who knows? We may be back in three, but watch the feed, yeah. see when it pops back in. You're going to be yeah. on some bravely default too. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. And then I, I think I got to get rid of, I think I've got some things that are haunting me right now that I need to defeat. Okay. All right. So, there you go. Right. I'll come back. I'll come back with a, a I beat 15 games. Yeah, Is something right? weird will happen. Yeah. It'll be like Hyperlight Drifter. I'm just going to find some bangers that I can't put down, and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I intend to finish Desperados 3 and Psychonauts 2. I'm going nice. to take a strong maybe on Children of Morta. Morta, Morta right? Morta, Morta yes. yeah. Maybe it's my favorite stance to take. Yeah, for sure. Because that's a game that I can jump in and out on. But yes. enough from us. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing. We hope that you yep. are well. To all those dads and parents out there, we know September is a tough month, but keep on keeping on. We will be back in the swing of things before you know it. You got anything else? No. All right. Well, be easy. And if you want more of us, feel free to follow us on our social channels in the attached description. We're also in Discord talking games. There's also a lot of talk about this Pokemon Unite thing going on. Check it out. Um, feel free to leave us a review. Five stars if you would be so kind. And that is a wrap for this week. We are out. Play games. game.